Hello and welcome to the very first full episode of the ABC Music Talk podcast. Uh, I'm Alex Branson. Uh, this is a podcast about the music industry. It is uh, for well anyone who's either in the industry or aspiring to be in the industry. This episode, though, is for as part of the, uh, the 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 basics category. If you haven't listened to the introductory podcast, uh, I recommend go and have a listen to that so that you understand you know the format, uh, also a little bit of background on on me, your host, uh, and generally speaking, why this podcast exists. It's all in there, so I don't need to go over it again. Um, <clears throat> but this is the first one, so I thought I'd uh, explain that. So this uh, very first episode, I thought we should probably ask that question how to get into the industry when when i was this is during the 90s so it was a, it was a minute ago uh that was pretty much the overriding question that sat uh every day in my head how am i going to do this yeah you know, i am um, like a lot of people in the music industry what is known as a failed musician i am a classically trained uh, trumpet player i also have played the bass guitar uh, and generally speaking, you know, I can, uh, I know enough about uh, music composition and, and all the rest of it to, to kind of get by. <clears throat> but also, ultimately, what I realized at a fairly young age, actually, was that I was never going to be as good at, uh, at being uh, a musician, uh, be that on the composition side or the performance side, uh, as, as many of the other people that I was already mixing with uh, at that time. And so, uh, and, and the, the background for me, uh, getting into the industry was I was in a uh, an indie rock band uh, in the 90s if, uh, if you think sort of blur oasis kind of time um, <clears throat> and uh, we were basically doing music very very similar to uh, to what was going on there uh, wholly unimaginative when I when I think back uh, but it was an awful lot of fun but we uh, I we'd been recording at this local recording studio and I'd kind of befriended the owner of it uh, because I was just I found that I had a probably a slightly unhealthy interest in what was going on uh, which then kind of extended into the business uh, and as I say through that sort of uh, uh, you know sort of friendship that I'd built um, th- this person had said well look hey I know somebody who uh, is a music publisher and they uh, they they you know they have a part of their business which is the development uh, of, uh, of 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 music <clears throat> of course at the time being the bass guitar player and not the songwriter I thought fantastic that's like getting a record deal um, of course, I now know that that's not the case, um, and it was the, uh, the, the the guy that was the front man of the band who was writing the songs that actually put pen to paper. But during that whole process, you know, I started to really kind of, uh, you know, increase that fascination in, in the business. One of the overriding things that, that, you know, kind of interested me was how, does, how do you make money from something that in some respects is fairly intangible? You know, that the, uh, you know, the, the music being played on the radio right ultimately that's not the same as you know as was buying a, a you know a vinyl record or a cd or even a cassette um it's obviously all pre uh, uh mass use of the internet and certainly music consumption on the internet anyway um and so uh you know i i, I thought well this is really really interesting and so i started to read a lot more about music publishing and actually at that time thought hey maybe i'll be a music publisher so um i'm let's just call it 20 years plus into my career and I've never actually been a music publisher so I'm not entirely sure like how that happened but uh, that's uh, something that actually we'll, 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 we'll cover a little bit uh, you know later on uh, in, uh, in in this podcast so um, so let's start with this question how to, how to get into the music industry at the time when I was thinking about getting into the industry 
pretty much the only way of doing it was to go and work for somebody. Um, and I say that in the sense of, I mean, we all need, you know, money to live, right? Unless you obviously, unless you come from money, which is uh, another way of doing it, of course. <clears throat> Not necessarily something you can c- control. Uh, I certainly didn't come from money. Uh, so I knew I had to go and get a job. And so therefore, you know, I had to go and work for somebody else. And I think uh, when I was thinking about this uh, as, a, as a sort of a, a, you know, a problem to solve, um, I, I think it's, I, th- I think that my my issues were that there were essentially a lot of like kind of established gatekeepers uh, in the industry, whether that was, you know, the, the radio stations, the, the retail shops, uh, you know, the, the formal proper record companies, if you like. And I think one of the things I wanted to just kind of like muse upon uh, during this episode was how that potentially has changed today. And I wonder and certainly like through some of the observations that, that, that you know, I have daily uh in 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 my working life i I think that's probably changed slightly um and uh and so i wanted to kind of just sort of you know sort of wrap on that for a second um so yeah so so my my experience was i I need to go and get a job and so that kind of manifested itself into me writing paper letters because you know that was a thing that we did back then um printing them out putting them in envelopes and sending them to people and uh which when i say that out loud sounds utterly archaic uh, but that was how you communicated with people you, you didn't necessarily know. And uh, and I have rather, uh, not not famously, that would be ridiculous, uh, I'm neither famous or this story's famous, but uh, I got a letter back from uh, uh, a record company called V2 uh, 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 Records, and um, and it was, a, it was a very short letter, but it essentially declined my offer of uh, me going to do work experience there. So, you know, there was me, you know, a y- young man, thinking, oh, I'll go and just offer my services for free. Who wouldn't want that? Well, as it turned out, well, very few people wanted that because ultimately, and what I've sort of discovered later on, is that the work experience is kind of great in theory, um, you know, as in it gives people a chance to kind of learn something um, and then also hopefully be useful somewhere. Uh, but ultimately, for, for smaller companies, uh, the idea of bringing on somebody for, for work experience is actually it's kind of hard, right, because you've got to spend probably quite a lot of your very precious time uh you know teaching them how to do some of the things and so work experience you know often skewed down the there's a uh you know a male franking machine and there's a box of jiffy bags put cd in jiffy bag put the effective stamp on the jiffy bag and send it out you know and and it was jobs like that or it was go and get the dry cleaning or or go and make some tea uh i'm english if that hasn't isn't clear and tea of course is an overriding um, you know, factor of, of everyday life here. Um, so it's very important uh, in the music industry, although now I'm a coffee drinker, but uh, we'll perhaps get onto that later on, uh, or perhaps not, because it's really utterly irrelevant. Um, so, um, and I think that uh, what started to change, that, I think all of that still exists to, to, to this, you know, to this day. Uh, and certainly some of the companies that, that I, I work with, um, you know, have an element to that to their you know to their day-to-day business about trying to bring on you know effectively like kind of junior people um but i think what's changing now is certainly with the advent of technology is that well pretty much anyone can kind of just kind of get started you know if i think about when i was in in the in that indie rock band the idea of you know putting a record out was essentially impossible you couldn't really do it i mean i i trust me i tried i i put uh, a lot of time and effort into uh dubbing uh, from a master uh, chrome cassette tape that I'd got from the studio uh, onto, you know, kind of C90 style cheap cassettes. Uh, 
and then you know print using my dot matrix printer trying to print out which i didn't have any proper like sort of editing software you know kind of cassette covers and then the idea was i was thinking what going to sell these to people i mean yeah i didn't have any money so i couldn't pay for an actual uh, company to do it um and so you know there was kind of like almost like, it felt like every everywhere you turned you were kind of running into sort of barriers which were either have you got any money no well you can't do that then to um uh, you know, can't actually get a foot in the door and actually get started and, and actually get some experience that might then be useful later on. And I think what's changing is that there are, and, and, you know, God bless Silicon Valley for a lot of this, um, but also, you know, many other parts of the world where, where technology invention is enabling all sorts of different things uh, to happen. But certainly, and, and this is an area that I've worked in, is, you know, things like DIY distribution. This idea that as long as you've got well, a recording, hopefully, you know, you, you've been able to get that far, um, and a computer with the, an, in, an internet connection, which again, these days is, you know, f certainly in, in, in developed markets, fairly sort of usual. In fact, even, you don't even need a computer, you just need your, you know, your, your uh, you know, personal device, whether that's a, a tablet or uh, or a mobile phone. Um, and there are the, you know, the, these services, these DIY distribution services, where either for, for nothing, um or for a percentage of future earnings or a small upfront fee, you can distribute your record globally. Um, and so pretty much anyone could be a record company these days, which, which is, <laughs> when I think back uh, to when I first started, if I'd had that at the time, you know, I kind of wonder like what would have happened? You know, would I still be a musician? Would I still be in a band? I mean, probably not. I don't think we were ever that good. Um, but um, but ultimately, you know, that, that never, that could that was a very difficult thing to actually happen. So as I say, I mean, we, you know, we got a publishing deal, we recorded some, some records properly. And those, uh, those songs were kind of, you know, put out there uh, through the, the network of the publisher that we had at the time. Um, nothing ever came of it. But essentially, that was kind of our version of, of, of trying to sort of get things going, um, which was certainly further than, than other bands that, you know, I kind of grew up with, uh, you know, got, but ultimately, it didn't amount to much. And so, and also quite frankly, by you know, a few years after that had all happened, I was pretty hell bent on on you know being a record executive, or you know a person in the music industry that that could actually carve a career out of it. Um, and you know, fast forward, say twenty plus years, um, that's actually you know what happened. Um, so uh, I think what I've seen is is people uh, uh, you know coming out of college and either doing that that thing where they they have a problem to solve. And technology is often used to then solve it, whether that's uh, an A&R tool, whether that's a marketing thing, whether that's something around managers, management, uh, the live side of things. Um, and people just kind of have that, that, it's almost like that confidence now to go off and just start a company. Uh, there's also, uh, which I think is a great, great part of all, all, all of the sort of development, uh, much more access to, to funding. Yeah, I think if you've got a good idea, there are now plenty of institutions uh, uh, you know, websites, or organizations, um, you know, through maybe even just LinkedIn, you, you, you can kind of connect with people that are uh, in the business of investing in ideas. And, and so I've seen just this incredible kind of growth of, you know, this entrepreneurial spirit. Um, I mean, people talk about, you know, the artist as an entrepreneur, you know, we'll, we'll cover that in a later episode, because I think it's important. Um, but, uh, you know, get, you know, how do I get into the industry? I think these days, I think that question is different. I think you can just kind of get started. I mean, I think it's easy if you know what you want to do uh, to a certain extent. Um, I think it's almost even easier if you've got an idea and you can get 
you know that idea into something material that perhaps looks like a company or even just as i say like a sort of you know work in progress bit of tech that, that somebody else might want to pick up and bring you on to, to help develop in-house but as i say I, I think that the this idea of how do i get into the industry has changed uh, for the better uh, which is fantastic um and uh and i think that uh you know, some of those gatekeepers have, have started to fall away um and and i wonder whether you know the, the sort of simple answer to how do i get into the industry these days is well, what do you want to do right and and i think if you answer that question first then you can probably just make a start uh, yeah, as i say if you want to be an artist you can put your own records out if you want to be a record company you can put out records of other people with really very little um, setup. Um, I mean, my hope is that if you're serious about being a record company, you're not just thinking about the distribution bit. You are then going to hopefully focus on the artist development as the first part of it, uh, and then obviously the the marketing of of those assets. Um, you know, to to try and engage an audience, uh, which are you know they're the two sides of this, right? It's it's the artist and the audience and, and those are the, the only two things that really matter everything else is kind of either in the way or enhancing that relationship um so uh, i think if you want to get into the the, the music industry yeah, you know, whether that's being a songwriter or whether that's being saying like a marketing executive or uh, maybe even a music publisher um perhaps a broadcaster or anything you can pretty much just do it i mean you know podcasting you know <laughs> i remember the, the idea of like creating like a, a radio show and i think if you listen back to uh, people like uh, Chris Moyles talk about you know how he got into the you know being a, a radio presenter you know that the ways that it was done before kind of technology enabled anyone to be essentially a broadcaster it, it just completely changed just another example of how some of those gatekeepers have started to fall away so as I say to me to answer this question first of all you just got to decide what is it that you want to do and by the way if you decide that at this moment and then you change it later that's okay too as I said earlier on in this podcast, I thought when I first started, I wanted to be a music publisher because that just happened to be the first thing that I came into contact with uh, as, as a sort of a, a, you know, a sort of a professional discipline within the music industry. And so I don't think it really matters necessarily what you want to do. But again, to answer that question, how do I get into the industry? Well, just pick a subject, pick something that you're interested in. You then don't have to stay within it. In fact, I've use this word pivot i don't really mean that i've i've changed what i've done several times uh you know as i've kind of you know found my way through it you know i was very fortunate in that technology really sort of uh started to impact many facets of uh, especially on the on the record side i haven't done much on the live side so you probably won't hear me talk about that too much but um on the on the record side uh, at least uh, you know the, the internet in particular file sharing uh you know was a huge part of you know, my early career and really then almost by accident started to shape what happened to me after that you know I found myself being I guess perhaps somebody young enough to care about technology uh, or have an interest in it whereas I think a lot of people in the industry at that time were were much more from that sort of you know artist development um, uh, or you know that that you know very sort of traditional structured way of you know putting records into the into the market whether that's marketing distribution etc um, and so um, you know, I was somebody that was kind of, you know, fascinated and interested and, and just kind of, you know, ended up with it on my plate. I mean, actually, the way I got into, you know, digital distribution, again, was by complete accident. I was working at a, a record company. Um, we were making vinyl records. It was a, a dance label, very successful European uh, independent dance label. And uh, 
my role was to do this thing called licensing and 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 you know and again licensing i think is something that we'll we'll cover in a in a later episode but it pretty much is the underlying framework of everything that goes on in terms of sort of positive exploitation around the music industry and so this new the, the these contracts started to come in and so and and they and they kind of looked a little bit like uh like when we had a a request for a record to be used uh, used on a, a TV show or as a, a trailer for a film or, or something like that, which was which is which is sync again. We'll I'm sure cover that later on. Um, but because these agreements started to look a little bit like that, and, and essentially these were DSP, these very first DSPs contacting us, going, "Hey, we'd like to put your music on the internet, and we want people to be able to download it." But essentially, it was a license agreement, and so because I was the licensing guy at this label and there wasn't anyone else to do that other than the owner. Um, and, uh, you know, he was great at delegation. So, you know, he, he, you know, encouraged me to kind of look into these things. Um, and of course, very quickly, we kind of realized that there was a sort of a technical delivery aspect to it. And, you know, as a record company, technology was a kind of, you know, the idea, we didn't even have an IT person, you know, but we had computers, right? So, um, you know, th- th- as a, th- these are sort of like very early stories that aren't necessarily relevant today, but in terms of answering this question, how do I get into the industry? I am now considered somebody who has been in the uh, digital distribution business for a very, very long time and are therefore a bit of an expert in it. But why am I doing that? Well, as I say, I got into it by complete accident. I was a licensing guy at a record company and it, this kind of fell into that bracket of, well, somebody wants to use the music, therefore they need a license, therefore this is now your job. Um, and as I say, it sort of led me off down this this path of um, licensing and then engaging technology and you know very early sort of metadata sets. Uh, and if you're not sure what metadata is, um, uh, I'll get into that uh, in, in a later episode. Um, <clears throat> but essentially, you know, how do I get into the music industry? Well, I'm now considered an expert in this thing that I never intended to be in in the first place. So so don't worry if you don't know what it is that you want to do. But if you know that you want to be in the music industry, you just make a start, just get going. Uh, and you'll uh, and you'll kind of figure it out from there. Um, but certainly, stay open to new ideas. Stay open to uh, new ways of of kind of uh, kind of probably honestly enjoying your life. Uh, which, if you've then chosen to be in the music industry, is then therefore focused on that. But ultimately, yeah, just just pick something, have a go at it. These days, as I say, you can pretty much get started without needing the approval of anyone or having to go and work for somebody else you can just kind of make a start um, and you'll find that your network will increase you will just naturally meet people um, and eventually those people form that very important part of uh, uh, you know of um, uh, of your life in the music industry which is that network uh, and uh, they and they will help you uh, you know along the way so um, again so to to kind of conclude this episode how do I get into the music uh, industry well just pick something you want to do and just get started uh, so thank you very much for listening uh, any any questions uh, you can hit me on twitter uh, that's at alex branson um, if you want to dm me something then just put podcast dm in a in a public uh, post and uh, and i will add you into my uh, uh, followers list and then uh, we can have a private conversation um, <clears throat> or of course just go to my website which is www abcmusic.co that's www.abcmusic.co um, and you'll find a contacts page with uh, with an email address uh, just drop me a line um, and we can talk further on that uh, so again thank you very much for listening next episode coming up <laughs>